0: 30 days before Aragal, we're already supposed to start learning the halachas of the Yom Tif. And therefore, this is brought by Hilchus Pesach, that from after Purim, which is really 30 days before Pesach, one should start learning Hilchus Pesach. In the post-game ask a question, if that applies to Shavuos also. Because when it comes to Pesach, there's a tremendous amount of halacha. When it comes to Sukkot, there's a tremendous amount of halacha, right? with the and the building Sukkot. So there's a lot of halacha which needs to be learned, which needs to be revised maybe, but when it comes to Shvos, there isn't as much halacha. Besides for the regular halacha zyomtev, which uh, that's also something to be learned. But this unique, so to speak, part of halacha, which applies to Shvurs, is very little. And that's why the Mishnah Burr brings, brings that by of another Poeskim held that there isn't a din of starting to learn halacha Shvos 30 days before Shvos. And then the question is how much time before Shvos does one have to start learning halacha Shvos? Is it a din of two weeks? Is it a din of since Shvoshchodesh? Anyway, so since next week is really Rosh Chodesh Sivan, so I'd like to use this Fazanata next to Halach Shem to talk about Shvos. And like I said, in the, what's to Shvos specifically is two, two bodies of Halacha. The first one is Halachas, which aren't necessarily specific to Shvos, but the to Shvos that staying up the night, whether it's Halachas of the Brachas, we'll talk about next week by Hazachem and also the reasons to stay up tonight. Another din, which is Nagar Tishvoss, is only the minag, but it's a minag already brought in the Rishonim, and that is the minag to eat milchik food on Tishvoss. Now, there are a number of interesting halachic questions which come out of this, and that's what I wanted to talk about tonight. So first, let's just discuss for a moment where did the minag originate from, because we'll see that based on that there is a nafki the halacha when, if a person wants to make this minag, they're meant to do it. The Ramah himself, when he brings the Minag, he brings it because we meant to remember the Seteh The Seteh was a carbon which was brought once a year two loaves of Chometz bread on Shavuos. And therefore the Ramah says on Shavuos, we should do something to remember these two loaves of bread. What do we do? Since there's a halach in Yeridea, that bread which is on the same table as milk cannot be used with a meat meal, and bread which is on the same table as meat cannot be used with a milk meal, therefore... If a person is going to have a milk meal and a meat meal, it's going to force them to have two separate loaves of bread. And therefore, the more which he brings, was that on shvurs, people used to have the day meal. The first course would be milchik, and they would cut the loaf of bread to eat with the milchik. And then the second course would be fleshik, and they have a separate loaf of bread for the fleshik. Now, the one would be makayim, therefore, in one meal, both eating milk and eating meat. And the point wasn't the milk and the meat. The point was just the way to have two loaves of bread in the same meal each first day. But so the Ramaz minak is, I don't think, practiced anywhere in the world today for two reasons. There's a halakhic reason and there's a practical reason. The halakhic reason is because a lot of poets can bring the day of the Zayar and that is that a person shouldn't eat milk and meat in the same meal. Which means even though halakhically it's permitted one can wash out his mouth and hands after eating milk and afterwards eat meat, nevertheless there's a Zayar which says a person should not eat milk and in the same meal, and because of that sorry, a lot of people are careful not to do that. And the second practical sometimes reason... That's bichlar. Yeah, bichlar. People uh, sometimes change their mind they started. And the second reason is a practical one, because swapping over from one course to the next, from milk to meat, isn't just a question of bringing a new loaf of bread to the table, it's really setting everything off the table, putting on a different tablecloth, and they setting everything again. And most people find it a very big uh, disruption in the middle of a meal, which is why, like I said, most People today don't keep the original minag of the Ramah. Is it also the people don't? And the Emma says, therefore there are either, there's two other minhagim, or three other minhagim in the world about eating milfiks and shvoss. There are those people who have the, milf, the minag to eat meat at the night meal and milk in the day meal. This was the minag which is brought down by the Morgan of Ram. And he explains, and the Mishra brings this rationale, and he says that because since Klaish will Makabal the Torah, and now they had learned Hilchus so Shchitzah, and now they didn't feel in a position to go and shech the animals. They didn't have the knives, they didn't have everything they needed to shech the animals. Therefore, they couldn't eat meat. And if that's the case, they had to eat Molchiks on Shavu's Day. And therefore, as a remembrance for that, we also eat Molchiks on Day. The Chafetz Chav, even though he brings this reason to Mishnah in his Likutim, he writes there that he changed his mind about this reason. Why? Because he says, the Maisa we paskan that Shavu's fell on Shabbos. And the Shabbos, then we couldn't Shekht, even if we knew the Shchit from before and everything else. It wasn't because now they don't Hilgha Shchit and they couldn't Shekht, it was Shabbos. And Shabbos, we can't do this anyway. And they already knew Shabbos from beforehand. you right? got Shabbos and Mara, which was before Matan And therefore, the Chofetz Khan doesn't like this reason so much. Um, there's a second problem with this, it's not just the reason, but the Minag. And that is, the Poets can bring down that the way we become synchrosiyamtev is by eating meat and wine. And if that's the case, by the Ikh Yamtuf meal, which is the day meal, the khai if a person's having milkiks he's not going to become the ikka din of Simchus Yamtuf. So the night meal is not the ikka. Of course, the a person is there night but they eat. Again, for those who hold you need Simchasiant of both meals and the Vishnu Burupas is like that. He holds even in cholamot, a person should eat meat both by day and by night, because that's Simchos Yamtav. So that's the case, the question is asked, how do we get out of Simchos Yamtofrash first by having a meal in a day? For those who answer that, it's a question of preference, and is this is once a year that people have a fancy milchik meal, they enjoy it, so there's a simple example of that as well. But the here in Israel, the minag was much more not to have milchiks in the day because of the minag was similar to the basa. The other minarch which is the old Yakish minag, which most Jews have German ancestry, still keep until today, and that is the minag used to have milk by night and to have meat in the day. A milchik meal at night, a fashion meal in the day, now, here's also a bit of a question why there's not a question of interrupting Simchus Yamtif by having milk at night. But the rationale for that would be exactly the other way around. And that is, they bring the reason that the halacha is that a person who is isn't a Torah can't be a shaykhat. And therefore, we want to show the opposite. That by na- the night of Shurahs was before we got the Torah. And the day of Shurahs, now we're so now we're allowed to have meat. Um, I think that the reason why that minag remains popular... Is because people want to stay up tonight night and drink coffee. And therefore it helps if you're still milchik. But uh, if you. Okay. When to Stroll, what most Poisgim did here, I mean, it's not, I mean minach, but what most people in Eretz Stroll hold that both meals should be flesh because of simple if the same Hosyantov. If the the Indian to eat milchik, then so you can have a milchik or kedush. And I think everybody's happy with that. Whether you have the day meal or the Night meal or neither of the milchik, everyone's makhmi to have kiddish in the morning, which is milchik. Yeah. If you're going to have milchiks, tamun shavos, neither meal. So what's the point of having milchiks? Because the Torah compares the Torah to milk and honey The Torah says to the says in Mishlei, Vash tachas And therefore, when we eat milchiks as a, so to speak, a symbol of the milk and the honey which the Torah is meant to represent Okay, so let's say a person wants to have milchiks for Kiddush Shavos morning and these are already the halachos I want to talk about There's two, there's two opposite questions which come up, and I want to address both of them. The first question is, what bracha do you make in cheesecake? What barakha do you make in cheesecake? And this is more complicated than it sounds, because really it's two different questions. There's one question, what barakha do you make before eating cheesecake? And there's the second question, what barakha do you make after eating cheesecake? And they don't follow the same rule. People have a, mist- a mistaken notion that anything which is aramechim uh, afterwards is mizonus before, everything which is same is before, afterward, the two don't go together. They follow two completely separate rules. So, what are the rules of making mizaynas in a cheesecake? Okay, so now the rule of brachas is like this. The rule of brachas is anytime you have a food which is made up of two different food substances which have different brachas, the general rule is the bracha is determined by the majority. Whatever there's more of, that's what's going to make the bracha, on, and the other ingredient being a minority, becomes a tafel. However, if one of the two is mizaynas, and since mezainus is a more important bracha, than haetz adam So if one of the two is mezainus, the halach is going to be you make the bracha on the mezainus, even if it's the minority. Yeah. As, one, as long as one of the brachas involved is mezainus, you're going to make mezainus. Right. A, an example where this comes up often is if it, let's, before we get to cheesecake, let's talk about a person wants to eat Now. If uh, My rule is you can't get halakhas and chalent unless you've seen it Because everyone has a different idea of what it mean when you say chalent. But let's now define what you're talking about If the way you have chalent is a big piece of meat and a big potato and whatever else it's going to be Then each one is a separate bracha, it's not a mixture It's just different foods in the same place But if we're talking about the mixture, which everything is cut small And therefore you're eating a forkful of assorted foods at the same time Then what's the bracha and chalant going to be? So if it will be a chalent made up of meat and vegetables you look at the majority but if your child also happens to have barley in it, which is mizonis, you're going to make mizonis. Once mizonis is a factor, mizonis is more khoshev, and that's going to become the bracha. One exception to this rule, and this is brought to the and that is that's only if the mizonis is coming to add to the flavor. If the mizonis is only coming to bind things together, or to give it a certain texture, to thicken it, for example, because flour works wonderfully at both. Right, flour is sticky, it has gluten, and flour gives things more substance. If I'm only adding the flour or the mesonis element to hold it together or to thicken it, then it doesn't get a bracha. If I want the flour there because it's adding a certain taste, and I want the taste of the mesonis, right? then if that's the case, I make mesonis. The famous example of this when to ask Kavad Yashif, I don't know how many times, the same question, and that is, why don't you make mesonis on the gefilte fish? Because gefilte fish is flour. Fish isn't sticky, and what holds it together as a roll is they add flour. Flour is and sticks the fish together. So if it has mizayinus in it, you should make mizayinus. And Avadash have always said the same thing. You're not eating flour, you're eating fish. You don't want the taste of the flour, you want the texture of the flour. You want the flour to hold it together. Or do you call in halakha, sui dabuk, it's meant to stick it. That's not the point of why you want it. And same thing, people sometimes, uh, whatever the French name for it is, I think it's called the root, they add flour to soup in order to thicken the soup. It's the same thing, it doesn't make it mizayinus. You don't want the taste, you want the texture. So if flour or the mizayinus is coming to add to texture, it doesn't get a brocha. But if it's coming to add to the taste, it does get a bracha. And then the bracha is going to be masonous because that becomes the, the more important bracha to make. Just as an example, and this question has come to our base, many, many times. You know that Strauss Elite puts out two kinds of chocolates. The one is called Pesexman, and the other one is called Kifka. Oh, these little chocolate bars. Pesek's Man and Kifka. They're bad to have a wafer inside. That's a thick la- a ch- a chocolate outside and a wafer inside. And everyone to the, the same and comes with the same question, and that is, what bracha do we make on this? Do we make hashakol because it's majority chocolate, or do we make masonous because there's a wafer, And the wafer is mazonas. And um, one person even came to medaic to me that on the wrapping of elites, on the one they write, uh, chocolate filled with wafer, and on the other one they write wafer covered in chocolate. He wanted to medaic which one, which one got them to go on. The halacha is going to be told here on what a person wants. Which means, if a person enjoys the flavour of the wafer, and he wants the wafer, then it's going to be masonous, even though the chocolate is the majority. If a person doesn't want the wafer, he wants the chocolate, it just gets too heavy to eat plain chocolate, and therefore gives a certain crunch, or buoyancy, or whatever it is, to have an airspace inside of the wafer. So really, that's just improving the taste of the chocolate, and I'll make shayakob. Okay, so now with that Hakdama, is the bracha when you want the masonous, but it's just coming to help the texture of the other food, then it's not masonous. You make the bracha out of the food. The shell of a cheesecake. Like that's how I'm going to get it. Yeah, that's okay. case so when you come to eat cheesecake, what bracha do you make? Now, the cheesecake that we have here in the shul or the regular cheesecake which comes with a thick pastry base and cheese on top, that's for sure masonous. The mizones is the majority as well. It has a cheese filling, but the rest is mizones, like a cheese danish. So there's no question you're going to make masonous on that. But if you buy the more fancy cheesecakes you know, come in circles or in, a bar, like you cut certain blocks off or whatever it is, which is a very thin layer of crumbs or pastry or like a, coat, a coating on the outside or very sprinkled crumbs on the top, and the, the rest of it is just cheese or cheese and chocolate or whatever else so they're putting inside. They don't put any flour into that like that, what do I make a bracha on? Do I make a bracha on the base or do I make a bracha on the cheese, which is definitely the majority? Does it matter that it's not baked together? Or? No, it doesn't make it now, it's one food. It's one, now, now it's become one unit, one food, so it gets one bracha. Now the question is. And this is really an individual question. If you feel that the the the, the crust or the, the topping is adding to the flavor, so it's there for flavor, you're going to have to make masonous. Because it's masonous, it is masonous and it's coming to add to the taste. If you just there, feel that it's there to hold the cheesecake so it doesn't fall apart, and I, and I don't want to eat like a liquid, I want it to hold or something I can eat with yeah, then, then if that's the case, then I would make shakok. Then I'd make shakok because then it's only coming to hold the food as opposed to being something which is baker I want to eat. Now, this makes a big difference Because besides for which bracha to make on the cheesecake There's another question, can you make kiddush on it? Right, because you know the halakh of kiddush is You have to make khidrish maqam su'dah Maqam su'dah either means hama'itzi or mazaynas There has to be something which you can make mazaynas on If I'm eating cheese I'm eating cheese That's not something which I can be kobeya sudan. So therefore, it will make also a difference To how I look at my cheesecake Whether I can be kobeya kiddush on it Now, that's the bracha rishayna the bracha achroina has a completely different rule. In order to make alamechya, a person has to eat a kazais of masonus of within the time of what you call kadechya, this Right? Like every bracha there's a time limit of, let's say, nine minutes with the maximum, whatever it is, to eat a certain amount of masonus. If a person doesn't eat that amount of masonus in that given time, even though he's eating other things, but it doesn't matter the amount of masonus he ate to make an alamechya. Therefore, if a person is eating a cheesecake which has a very thin crust and a very thick layer of cheese, and cheese is heavy, so it takes him his time to eat it spoon by spoon, he's not eating a kezais of the base within the time of a kadechinus crust, he can't make alamechia. If that's the case, even if you. No, you can't make a either, because then it's not you and Kovayesul and Muzonis. If that's the case, even though you'd make Muzonis theoretically on the bracha beforehand, because I want the crust, i enjoy the flavor of it, but the I won't make alamechia afterwards, because. I'm, I'm not eating enough musoyness in a given time to make a la oh, I would have to make brain Because of this, there are much of Shamazam and Vyashav and many others when they bring on this Mishnah Bura um when he brings this problem in uh Rash Kheshir I'm sorry, they all bring there that a person should be careful not to get into this situation. And therefore should make sure to eat enough musoinis um in the amount of time of Dahida's price so that you can make another mechan. To eat. Um, what do you call it? 86 feces of flour of dough within preferably 4 minutes but even the 9 minutes that's the regular share because that is because it's, pressed. Um, it's not so much it's not so much if a person actually tries to do it it's not hard to do it's just that if a person isn't thinking about it and therefore just has his minimal crust and he's taking his time about it then he won't do it if a person makes the effort of trying to eat because it's not so much right now Really says that if I'm eating a cake, I just look at the flour, I look at the sugar and the cinnamon and the spice, whatever it is, because it all become one dough. Whereas by cheesecake, it's two distinct things. There's the base and there's the filling. So in the, the filling doesn't necessarily become part of the base, whereas everything becomes part of the dough. Then you might, I well see this as a dough and therefore I can consider everything together. There are khulkin, but the, no, the olem is completely no- like that khazanesh. The, the, the person can bring it as well. Is, yeah. And that is people who don't eat enough mezotis. Right? Now we're in the other direction and this is, uh... Now the problem is the other way Like I said, if people are not eating too little mozzolins they eating too much mozzolins Now let's explain This is the halakha which is very often misunderstood And that is the halakha is That if you eat bread, you make a mozzi. If you eat cake, you don't make a mozzi. Why not? It's just also flour and water You just added a few more ingredients into it Elowat. The rule in halakha is that bread is something which a person eats for a meal to satisfy them, and if that's the case, I'm something which I would eat as a meal, um, I make hamotzi, and I have the bench, something I'm eating as a snack, right? It's not meant to satisfy me. It's not meant to be eaten as a staple, right? And therefore, the rule, or this is svara, and the rule of passable which means things which are either full or sweet or whatever it's going to be, right? Aren't hamotzi because they aren't meant for a the meal. They're meant to, to, as a snack. A person eats it like as something sweet, or as a dessert, whatever it's going to be. Because of that, the halacha says that if a person is eating enough pasavobo kisnin, that that's called making a meal out of it, he's satisfying himself on pasavobo kisnin, then he's going to have to wash and bench. Now it, becomes a, now it becomes something which is replacing bread. Okay. So the question we always have by a kiddish, especially if it's an elaborate kiddish, is people eat a lot. At what stage do it get to the stage where you have to tell people maybe you should be benching? Right. What such the share of kvirs that a person eats enough masonous that this is considered he's made a meal out of it, it's not just a snack anymore, and if that's the case, maybe he should be washing and benching. So there are two different opinions brought in that. Racha, we should quote, both, the one from the Magan of Ram, the second from the Vilna Gan. The shit the of the Magan of is if a person eats the equivalent of four baitsim of flour or of dal, so to speak, of masonous style, then it's really considered a siddha, four baitsim, and if that's the case, the person will have to wash and bench. The Vilna God says the amount a person would eat for a normal meal if they were hungry. So a person sitting down to a breakfast or a supper and they were hungry and they wanted to fill themselves with, with food on the table. It happens to be But how much would a person eat to satisfy themselves? That's considered a for your soda. Therefore, if a person has a coffee and a regular for breakfast in the morning, that, even though that's his breakfast, he definitely doesn't have to make a in it because no one's satisfying themselves with that. It's just something to eat to keep me going for the next few hours. Right? Same thing, on a normal Kiddush in the Shul, even if I consider it a fancy Kiddush, most people aren't sitting down to a meal because they know they're going to, have, going to go home and eat lunch afterwards. So I might eat, and I might eat well, but it's not meant to replace the meal. I'm not coming to satisfy myself, I'm just coming to eat. My sheenka, and this is the exception. Shavuos morning. Because people have been up the whole night and they're hungry, and people aren't having the meal any time soon, they want to go to sleep for a few hours. If that's the okay, case, so a person sitting down to a breakfast shavuos morning could be sitting down to a meal. Right? If they're hungry and there's lots of treats on the table, whatever other delicacies they've prepared, and they want to sit down and they want to eat nicely because they're only going to eat lunch at 2 or 3 in the afternoon and now it's only 6 or 7 in the morning, then there's a real shayla. At what stage does the person be careful that, he's eating, uh, that he's, what he's eating is already in the category of hamotzi? Now, one expensive thing. We have no problem with that. A person is a shelter. A person can enjoy himself just wash and bench. Right? In fact, you can be ate to everybody like that because you have an extra meal with a zumilthic meal and wash for it and bench for it, then there's no problem. If a person doesn't want to wash and bench, so then what we have, does he have to be careful of not to eat too much so he's not going to go into the category of needing to make a hamotzi and needing to bench. So over here, it's the other way around. In other words, over here, the machlakis in the uh, pie scheme is the when we count how much a person is eating, if it's considered he's eaten enough for a meal, do we only count the content or do we count everything he's eating? So let's go back to our cheesecake. Is do we only count the crust because that's the mezaynus content, or do we count everything he's eating? And therefore, the whole amount together we're going to count. This is a very big mechelikus. This is a very big mechlaikis. in the pesachim. What what a person is meant to do? And therefore, the way that the mishnah comes out is that if a person is not eating the amount that he would eat normally to satisfy himself, right? We can go, we can rely on the shita that we're going to count the mezaynus, and therefore, if he's not eating enough mezaynus, then we can say he doesn't have to wash and bench. So for the fancy cheesecakes we' were talking about before with a very thin crust and a lot of cheese, it's not such a problem. But for all the other kinds of che- or cakes or cheesecakes or morphic things which people prepare for Schmerz, um whether it's the, the, the pastry or Danish-style cheesecake, which is a lot of dough, or whether it's some of the fancy cheesecakes which have like a chocolate cake layer underneath and a cheese cake second layer on top, which the whole thing at the bottom, the base is masonous, like or whether people are eating crackers with fish or whatever it is. Or whether people make themselves pareve, I mean milchik pizzas, mezane m- 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 pizzas to eat this morning, whatever the or breakfasts or then just all these things, right? These are all mezanes, <laughs> and a person has to add all the mezanes together and see is it getting to the shear of amount that a person will eat to satisfy themselves. And if it's getting to that share, then that's okay. Just wash and bench because it uh, that becomes a siddha. <laughs> if you're going to wash, you should make lechem mishnah. And now an interesting question: Can a person make lechem mishnah on two that's the question. He's about it. So if you have an extra two rolls, and of course it's better to wash properly on hamotzi. If a person only has mezaynus but he has to wash, then it's better to take two full items from mezaynus and wash on that. So because the point that this one jetta, that's considered lechem mishnah. yes. The dinner of mesonis, which replaces bread, is, means it has to be baked like bread. Mezaynus, which is not baked, therefore it's spaghetti or bean. I mean barley or any other kind of masonous or, or oats, we're going to get to that in a minute, all those kinds of things are not baked, and therefore you can have as much as you want, you'll never have to make a bracha. Now, the question mark is the Yashami Why? The Yashami kugel was originally made for exactly this reason. They had a question of people eating too much and being covered as soda, and therefore they thought they'd come up with something that you can have as much as you want, and that's okay, because there'll never be a soda, because it's made out of, it's made out of noodles, it's made out of pasta, which is boiled. But what they do is they boil it, and they put it in a big pot with lots of sugar, and let it boil, let it cook for a day or two in the pot, and then hardens it and dries it out and makes it caramelized. Okay? And the whole point of making a shami kogel was that you have something which you can eat, and then it's always going to be masonous. And sort it's of it, That's the Because it's boiled. And sort of Yoshev came along and he disagreed with that. And he said that the it's true that the, originally the noodles were boiled, but when you put it in a dry pot and you keep it there and dries itself out, then it becomes like an oven. You've baked it after you boiled it. Well, it, bake it in oven? And you put it in an oven even more. So now you've baked it. And if that's the case, now it becomes a, something which is hive in resonance like anything else. And if you eat too much, you're going to have to wash. Um, and uh, which is why here in the show we stick to potato kugel most of the time, <laughs> 100%. <laughs> um, now, the Yisham told the to listen, don't come tell us about our kugel. We made this kugel to, to avoid the issue. But the truth is, there's a much bigger problem. Is a much bigger problem besides for the curious sort of question. And that is, according to the once you bake the Yashami Kogel in its oven, it becomes bread. It becomes like cake. If that's the case, you have to take chala. Because there's a huge pot. There's much more than the sheer And if that's the case, you have to take chala. Why? Because chalas is a denim bread. Or cake, or biscuits, anything which is baked. You have to take chala from. Machiank and noodles, or things which you boil, you never take chala from. It's not, it's, not, it's not lechem. And therefore, if you go in a hold that Yashami Kogel becomes lechem... You're going to have to take it from it as well. If they took chal from the noodle. The other thing I want to talk about tonight is to sum is a minak to eat milchics, uh, whether it's a meal or whether it's just as a kiddish, a different minhagim, it's all good. Obviously, the ika simchosyantif still remains meat and wine, and therefore, at least sometime in a person should have meat to be able to make There is a simchosyantif in eating milchics which a person enjoys as well. There's no point. There's no reason not to. Ada vashvu a person who has meant a simchosyantif. The only thing, two things to be aware of is. If a person went to make either mezaynus or alamichia beforehand, and went to the opposite extreme, a person should already be washing and benching instead.